When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. This episode and conversation is powered by Ducey. This is my first live IRL podcast, which is really exciting. So thank you guys. Yay! With the amazing Rich Paul. I get to have Rich Paul be my first guest. So I know some of you in the room are pr- pretty familiar with the pod, but, um, you know, the, the intention of the podcast is always about, you know, I, I really believe that the things that we learn in our lives and all the lessons in our lives really are given to us as gifts to learn more about ourselves, but also to inform and to lift people up. So, uh, lucky me is here now. Uh, LeBron wrote the, the opening. He said, it is amazing to see my brother in full stride, uh, and for everyone else to see what I always saw in him. So when you flip through these pages and you witness the kind of pain that we felt growing up, don't flinch. Hard times make us stronger. That really kind of defined why you wrote this book. Is that right? Yeah. I wanted to write something with intent. There's an education and learning through other people's experiences. And I, I know for a fact, everybody in this room, but just anywhere, you're going to align with a sentence, a chapter, a page. Something. Something, if yeah. not several, for sure. Like what was the hardest and most, I don't know, vulnerable part? I think just getting to my mom mm-hmm. and her struggles, you know, that's tough. Mm-hmm. And I lost both my parents. But having to relive that time, because, you know, when you're a kid, it's, it's, it's hard enough. Yeah. And I had built this this wall because I, you know, I would go six, seven months without seeing my mom. Mm -hmm. And it was a thing where that's tough. And it was a thing where I had to get used to. There's no such thing as parent teacher conference or my games or be the mom to take the kids to practice Mm -hmm. Christmas birthday that didn't exist for me. So were you a sad kid? No, Mm -hmm. I wasn't a sad kid because I wasn't really a kid. I was a, I was a hustler. I was <laughs> at five. Nah. No, something that just sat with me and one of the takeaways is the way that you talk about your parents, right? Because there are a lot of struggles. There is dysfunction. There is drug addiction. You talk very openly and honestly about your mother struggling with crack addiction, but you talk about that is not the headline. You, the way it feels, you talk about them with so much admiration and love. And even though you didn't live with your dad, cause he had a whole other family. Right. I don't know. There could have been a lot of anger and sadness in the way you describe them. 
And it was a lot of love and a lot of forgiveness, it feels like, from the way you tell the story. Yeah. Well, my dad was my hero. So that was that, you know, he was just such a man's man. I had mm. such an admiration and respect for him. And he was present. Sometimes you could be present and not be present. But sometimes you can not necessarily be in the house, but still be present. But one thing my dad did, too, for all of us, he sat us down and he said, your mom is sick. He didn't call her an addict. He said she has a sickness. And he said, but despite that, don't ever let me catch you disrespecting her in any way. Like he and he meant this. But that never even crossed my mind. Mm -hmm. But it helped me put things in perspective that, you know, it is a it is a sickness. So when you talk about not having that anger, I didn't have that anger because I didn't feel like she was neglecting me because she wanted to neglect me. She was sick. And over time, when my mom did get did clean and I started traveling, the the one thing that would while I'm on the road, the only thing that was tough for me was back home, you know, like whether my mom relapsed or something and just yeah. getting that call in the middle of the night. And so it, it I wouldn't get much sleep on the road, especially when I first started, because you know, you on the road and you, you know, you trying to get clients or whatnot. Yeah. Um and so I dealt with those type of things. Mm -hmm. And then there was a as I started to plan out things a little bit more. We would take vacations and go to Vegas every year. She'd bring the grandkids. You know, we did things and it was great. It Love was great. Yeah, time. I was at, when my mom passed away, I actually, I was at peace. Mm. We think about, um, so, you know, in real life in the podcast, we talk about, we think about all the takeaways that we learn from other people's lives. And so hearing about your, your family life and your mom and your dad, how did you, because it's really amazing that there was no anger and that you used all those opportunities to learn from, become stronger, become better. Yeah. There's, there was nothing that weighed you down, but most people have less traumatic circumstances are weighed down by family trauma, by um, disappointment, whatever. There's all types of reasons or issues that we have in our families. What is the thing? Like, how do you do that? What is the thing that gets you, I don't know, that spares you from that and that makes you, you fuse it as fuel instead of something that could weigh you down? I'm not really a, well, you know me, I'm not really a disappointed person. It's hard. For, I mean, I, I'm just, yeah. I'm just a, like to have good energy. Yeah. I, I've never been like a, you know, not a complainer. Sucker. No, yeah. I don't complain about anything. Ever? Training for what? No, what's try that? it. Let's try it right now. Complain about something. I can't. I don't know what to complain like, about. Can you? Nothing? Really? Outside of my new assistant. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm saying, like, I complain about some of his mistakes sometimes, but he's getting better. He's getting better, guys. Okay, don't, yeah, I don't want to. Yeah, yeah. Don't be too hard on him. But, like, <laughs> I don't really complain about that either. I just, you know, I, I just. You even said he's getting better. It's yeah. a process. You're a positive I, I, guy. Yeah. A lot of it also came from I didn't have nobody to complain to. Uh, you know, <laughs> my dad wasn't really nobody to complain to. He'd be like, boy, like, <laughs> and then, you know, my mom wasn't there. Wasn't so there. who I'm going to really complain to. So I just built this, built this over time. And then what has complaining ever actually solved? That's funny. Cause, cause I was just going to about to ask you about this part in the book. You talk about what the streets taught you and that the streets taught you. You mentioned this earlier too. And you said this on 60 minutes that it taught you about people and um characters and 
So I was curious about what it taught you, like about character. And is there, I don't know, are there red flags and characters that you look for? Major red flags. Like you what? Know, mm-hmm. Insecurity. Mm-hmm. Um, I think people, I think in our business at least, if someone is, is too focused on what's only in it for them, or again, going back to how you treat people, if you're not respecting people that are basically making your life easier, that's a character flaw. Mm-hmm. No, and by the way, the more successful you become, the better person you should become too. You got to work on that as well. Like if you're going to be successful, be successful in everything. I just think that just because you get paid a lot of money and you are a top athlete don't mean you get to be less of a person. Yes. And I think that oftentimes the people around a lot of the people that we do represent, they're so focused on what's in it for them that they paint a picture that becomes detrimental to somebody that they suppose to love. Don't you, you think know? people get addicted to um, winning too? They get addicted to success, addicted to, so you become successful, your agency's doing well. Then it's like, how do we make it? There is like an addiction that comes with that to some extent. And some people, yeah, that, I think, uh, then disregard, like you say, all the things that you care about that you're trying to be better at. Yeah, I never, I've never sat in, in success at all. Because again, when you read the book, the, the, our neighborhood didn't allow us to get cocky. Because if you get cocky, then you, then, then people start to notice you. And when people start to notice you, then they start to, to plot. Mm-hmm. It's a different dynamic. So I never came with that. Mm-hmm. It, it's just not, it's just not in me. I mean, you may be mad at a leather jacket I got on or something. That's you be wearing some jackets. That's, but that's not, that's not <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, so yeah. per, someone else's perception is not my reality. So I can't worry about that. Yeah. But the book, um, first of all, Luck, Lucky Me, which is inspired by this Jay-Z song, right? My favorite Jay-Z song. If, what is the bar from there that makes it your favorite? The hook is, I mean, the third verse is crazy. The The bar, I mean, it's, it's, I don't know if it's a, if it's a bar. Um, one bar, the one where he goes, you know, guys, he say niggas, niggas see me in the streets. Sorry, Johnny, I love you, but you, Sorry, Johnny. you're, you're disrupting Johnny. my energy right now. <laughs> <laughs> you got a full back, Johnny. Johnny the legend. Johnny, you're a icon. legend and he I is. love you he dearly. Is. But you're not you know, gonna come in here and fuck a man. Johnny be inside your Johnny be inside your hoodie to get the right picture though. I ain't gonna front. I rock. All right, with look, Johnny. get the picture. Let me act like you tell you saying something real. Could you? You just no, like, shed a tear. <laughs> but it, it was it was very important uh, when he says, um, "Niggas see me in the streets and pretend to be friendly, but I know any type of success breeds envy. I know in the back of your mind you're conjuring ways to hem me, leave my friends in the circle, pouring out henny." You know, like when you dissect that, but Jesus is heaven bound. So how I'm going to receive anything y'all pour to the ground next time, throw it up. Because ain't nothing changed. Because even in my afterlife, I sew it up. Don't grieve for me. You know, he talks about and he says, my art remains like a dart from the speaker to your heart. Like if you just listen to those bars, Mm. that was in, what was that, 97? Mm -hmm. We're in 2023. It still resonates. But the hook in itself is what really resonated. You know, I was told since I was four years old, everything that glitters ain't gold. And now that I've arrived, I see those truths unfold, close my eyes in the world so cold. Like that's, that's real. All that's, that's not rapping. 
That is real life. life. Mm. And that's what the music used to teach us. So, But I was also being very sarcastic, too, with the title. Because some idiots think, like, you know, you just meet a guy in the airport and you you build a company because you met somebody in the airport. It don't really work like that. Yeah, I'm sure he's met a lot of friends over his life, right? Who I don't have the you, company yeah. you have. But but <laughs> I think, um, you know, just managing the transitions of life, people have to understand that. To me, life is all about bad attempts, you know. You're not going to hit a home run every time, but you're not even going to get on base if you don't get a, an attempt. Mm. And I think people spend time making decisions for others that takes away their bad attempts. And so if I can't, if I don't get an attempt at the plate, then how, how am I going to ever get on base? Mm -hmm. Do you, you credit hit... LeBron for that? No. Like the attempt? I, oh, no. oh, 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 yeah. Attempt. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, of course. yeah, yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Um, but again, he gave me an opportunity to get up to bat. Mm -hmm. I didn't try to hit a home run. By the way, I didn't even get a chance to bat. I was just happened to be on the team because he didn't have a role for me. I didn't have no role. I know, that's crazy. Right? He just, and he was cutting you a check too. He's paying you, right? <clears throat> yeah, but I didn't have a role, but it didn't stop me from playing a role. It didn't stop me because I knew who I was. I was, I was, you know, and my dad used to always say to me, you're not going to always be the boss. Like, you got to understand you're not going to always be the boss. And then when I played high school sports, I wasn't the best player on the team mm. by far. But it didn't stop me from going to practice every day on time, giving an effort, mm. helping my teammates get better. It didn't stop. That didn't stop me. Because once we got out of that locker room, then I was a star player. What's the one thing? The big thing? The big sacrifice. thing. Sacrifice. Mm. Like everyone has to make a sacrifice in order for the team to win. Right? When the college scouts was coming, I didn't get, I didn't complain because they're not coming to, I know they're not coming to see me. I ain't played in six games. Shit. <laughs> if they come to see me, then they go, they don't have this job for long, <laughs> you know? But, but at the end, but, but I'm also not afraid to say that, mm -hmm. right? Because I know who I am. But ultimately, you got to know when to jump off that, that, that dream train, especially if that dream can never become a reality. Mm. There's a lot of kids chasing that dream of being the actual talent. And in the black community, we spend so much time trying to be the talent that we never build anything. Mm. A lot of this book, aside from the title and being inspired by this Jay-Z song, you talk about gambling a lot. Like you're a gambler. A born gambler. You are a born gambler. That was my first job. As Was a gambler. Shooting dice, playing cards. If you yeah. have a deck of cards, I shuffle cards like I work at the win. <laughs> if I knew that. <laughs> if somebody was a real hustler, they would run to the store right now and get a deck of they cards. They would have them on them. You would have them all. You would know that in advance. I never went nowhere without my dice or deck of cards. A deck of cards. Ever. So what is the key to good gambling? Is there one? New Edition made the best song. You got to be able to stand in the rain. <laughs> they did. You got to be able to... Because you got to lose sometimes. It's part of the, part of the game. Also, it's a mental thing. You know, sometimes you can sit at a card table and, and every person at that table would be winning in some point during the card game. It's just a matter of when you're winning and when the game actually ends to, to, to mm -hmm. determine the actual winner. Yeah. But it's a, it's a mindset. It's a, it's, it's definitely a mental edge to it for sure. The interesting thing I thought about, cause you go into detail about, uh, this deal, your first big deal, which was Bledsoe and you turned down the, uh, first 
big offer that oh, came. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he, he, you know, he is, how old was he? 24, 23, 24. He has no, this wasn't that old yet. He wasn't that old. He was, uh, he came out when he was 19. That was his fourth year. Oh yeah. You might, yeah. 23. Okay, I read yeah. the book. I, yeah, I, it was like 23 yeah. years old. Yeah. I believe he says 24 in the book, but, you know, I'm not going to fact check him. <laughs> well, 60 Minutes definitely fact checked, so it might be 24. <laughs> okay, it was 24. Yeah. So he's 24 years old. He gets his, this big deal. He, he tells him the deal came in. He's he's excited. He's like, yes, there's your 24. And you, what was it, 7 million a year? And 7 million a year. Yes, yeah. let's take it. And you said, no, let's not no. take it. Let's yeah. gamble because I believe you should get what you're worth. That this is a gamble with, but yeah. now you're gambling with someone with else's someone life. else's yeah. life. But the thing about it is, if you make it about the money, then it's a gamble. But if you make it about your value and your worth, mm. then it's not necessarily a gamble. But I I can't get there, and he doesn't get there without trust. He trusts me. I trust him. It were anyway. That story worked out well for you. It did. That was, and that, that was set my, off your that business, also, right? But that also, and people don't understand that deal got the industry's attention in a lot of ways. And because of the perception of Eric Blesso, he was the 18th pick in the draft. He had really never been a starter. And one thing you leave it out when, we, when I talked to him about risk, the only risk that I was really worried about was him getting injured. Mm-hmm. And he did. And you're at home thinking what? Fuck. <laughs> that's, the la- that's the last thing I need. And he tore his meniscus. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to tell you something. We never panicked. You, you tell a story about um, your child's mother, Candace, and you say that you didn't even know how to really uh, be in a relationship or love. You said, uh, like, my dad took care of my mom. I thought if I took care of her, that that was enough. I didn't understand that there's other work involved in a relationship. You didn't know yeah, I, how to be in a relationship. No, nah, we were, we, I mean, we were definitely taught wrong as it pertains to how to love somebody, a significant mm. other. And also you got to remember, you can be in our community, not have a car, not have money, but date a lot of girls. And that was like a status thing. That was like having a car. That was like, oh, well, he don't got a car, but he got a lot of girls. Yeah. Like he can dress or whatever the case may be. And so that became a goal for people which is actually working backwards because you're not necessarily committing. That's why people have commitment issues to this day, because Mm -hmm. you're not necessarily committing to the person. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Snag a job is where America goes to hire. With the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers... Snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a job's got a worker for that. 
With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies for a post-lunch pick-me-up. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. And then... You're giving them a little piece of you. Just the Yeah, just a little bit, yeah. But also, you're also... There's there's an aspect of taking advantage of too because what they lack you ha- you now have an abundance because there's this fast-paced thing so you know the goals were so s- small back then hair done your hair costs you know you're getting a quick weave with a bang and the thing and the, not a know, bang they put it in the microwave or some shit <laughs> you know but but that costs you seventy dollars right? yeah you could pay for that and this is over. you thinking you're taking care of women. You're yeah, in relationships new with shoes, women. you know, boots yeah. when the snow comes. When you know, did you realize that was wrong and who taught you that? I, I don't lie. I mean, I, I've just, I'm, I'm still learning a lot. You know? <laughs> um, but, but no, I, I just, but you know, growing up, it was a thing. And mm-hmm. I, and I've seen that, you know, throughout. And so, um, yeah, we, we, and then on top of not being vulnerable. Well, it's hard to love somebody if you're not going to be vulnerable. Yeah. You can't put this wall up every time. It's very difficult for you guys to really, because you can be compatible and not committed. And you can be, yeah. you know, you can love somebody and not be in love with them. It's a, You know, it's mm-hmm. a big difference. Yeah. And so I had to, le- I had to feel my way through that. And as mm-hmm. you know, as you, and also there's a maturation process for a man as well, mm-hmm. which men mature very late. If at all, to, in, you know, um, <laughs> if ever, what's the age? The audience wants to know what's the age that they mature. Depend on your experiences. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm just saying in terms of like holistically, you know, it's tough. Mm-hmm. We deal with a lot. I think y'all are the only ones that deal with a lot. We deal with a lot, too. Oh, please. No, I'm, I'm just, just saying. I'm just, we do. I'm just kidding. I'm just we kidding. do. No, but, I, but today, I, <laughs> obviously, I sit in a different seat and having kids and, you know, just. And you're in a relationship. Oh, I'm definitely in a relationship. Yeah, I yeah. know. But I'm saying being respectful. Yeah, no, I. Um, you know, what it's I'm, a different. It's a, mm-hmm. just a different, different dynamic. But I'm also 42 years old. And the vulnerability. How does that happen? Like, do you just one day think, okay, or does somebody have to bring that out of you? How does that happen? No, I, it, gradually. Uh-huh. That's that's something that. I. Are you good at that now, or or are you still struggling? No, I'm a lot better. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm better with a lot of the communication. I'm better with everything. Hey. I'm better for sure. Yeah. You're but good. I, I, I also had to be open-minded to, to become better. The, only, the thing I'm curious about it, because in your relationship, it was shared, Adele shared with Oprah that this was a very easy one. And so I just wondered from your perspective, how do you get there? How do you get to be in a relationship that's easy? Well, I think because I'm in a different space now. Yeah. Probably because she's in a different space as well. Mm-hmm. So I think the easiness comes through experience, though. 
Mm. You've experienced enough hard things, then you can recognize easy. And willing to ch change, right? Yeah. To yeah. some extent. She said in her Grammys that you told her not to cry. And I thought, why? Why? What is with the crying? Is that something that you don't like to do? Why did you tell uh, her not no, to cry when she no, won no, her no, Grammy? No. And, and are you a person that doesn't like to cry or doesn't like crying around you? No, I actually cried last night. You did? Why? For the first time in like a long time. Why? For something that's non, you know. A happy? 60 minutes. I was, it was happy. Oh. Yeah. My friend said a speech. And I got emotional for us, not for me. I got emotional Was for you? Yeah. <laughs> I got emotional for um um you know, just a journey. Mm. Just a journey. It was it was it was not like a like like boo-hooing. Okay. But it was just it was it, but it was just more so like this um you know, that emotion was it was a good emotion. Yeah. Right. And, I, and that's another thing, is I think it's good to be emotional sometimes. Look at you crying in front of friends or publicly. I know, yeah, it was a small room. <laughs> It's a small room, yeah. So crying publicly would be a pro would be probably you don't like to see that, and I don't know because you said you told her when she went up there. She said, "Rich told me not to cry if I won." Oh, oh no, that, that's because just cry about everything. If you watch, <laughs> she yeah, cried. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, no. That's really cute. Yeah, that's really cute. It's like a cat walking. Ah, like what the. <laughs> What is all that about? That's why Sometimes I, we're more sensitive like as women. Sometimes yeah, we're no, more sensitive. No. With everything that you've accomplished and been through in life and overcame, it's a two-part question. Um, do you feel whole? And at what point in your life did you realize that you felt whole? Mm. That's a one-part question. No, I don't feel whole. I feel I have a lot. I, it's a I great question, by the way. It is a great question. I have so much. I haven't done a lot. You know, in retrospect. So at least I don't feel that way. I feel like it's so much room for growth. Um, but in terms of do I feel whole? No, I don't I don't necessarily feel whole. Do I feel inspired and driven still and and still in the moment? Yeah. I'm still in the moment for sure. When you grew up in the environment that you grew, correct? Mm -hmm. What did you do in order to stay motivated with all the chaos that was kind of going around in your life? Like, what was it that you was like, okay, I'm going to stay motivated and continue this drive to success? What would you, what did you do? I stayed true to myself. You know, I didn't try to fit in for the sake of fitting in. I found people that we had like-minded interests, but also had some sense with the interests, you know, just playing common sense. And, um, Kind of, I had great friends growing up. I didn't really hang with like slept rock type of people. Um, and it helped me. It really helped me not fully block out the noise because it's right in your face. But we also didn't do stuff just for the sake of doing it, if that makes sense. And so I was always in the sports. I was always in the fashion. I was always, I wasn't a real rah-rah type of person. I'm still not that. And so because of that, in a, in a lot of ways, it saved me from situations. So, hundred percent, yeah. The, the same, by the way, the same people then is the same people now. At least the ones that's still here. Yeah, yeah. I always say that. I always say that to my kids too. The wrong people. We talk about that on the pod all the time. The wrong people in yeah. your circle could literally be the difference in your life, could literally ruin your life. or And, or lift and, and a lot of it comes with you knowing who you are, too, mm -hmm. and not feeling the need to have to impress somebody or, or 
gain somebody else's what well, I would I would say their their validation. Mm-hmm. And if you look back on it, the people a lot of people look for people's validation and they're not even valid. <laughs> yeah. It's Especially weird, at this time, right? It's a weird thing. I'm like, why would you be looking for their validation and their ticket isn't even punched? Yeah. Like it's a weird dynamic, but whatever. The IRL question. How happy are you? Oh, yeah, we ask that every episode. Thank you for the reminder, my love. Oh, how happy am I? Honest, no, we do this every episode. Usually it's my introduction to conversation because oh. it opens up why your number is what it is, but on a scale of one to 10. Because we, we use this as a check in instead of, hey, man, how are you? Oh, yeah. I'm fine. Instead of that, you ask your friends or you ask people you care about on a scale of one to 10 today, right now. Yeah. How happy are you? I asked Evan that when I walked in today. How You told me what today? You were a seven? Seven and a half today? I said I was a six because I was annoyed. No, I'm definitely up to an eight and a half, nine. Now, Rich has lifted me up today. Yeah, I would say I would say a nine. Really? Yeah. I'm, and the only reason why I'm not a 10 is because there's so many, th- you know, I'm, I'm just a driven person. So I, I, I would sound crazy to myself. And I'm like, oh, I'm just I'm, I'm then I would be whole. Like he said, then I would be contradicting myself. So that lets you know I'm not contradicting myself. No, I would say nine. I'm in a great space. Like all day or just or just today or always all day. Like, I mean, yeah, always. Is that a constant state for you? Nine? No, can't can't be a nine constant thing. Like holistically, like every day you're at a nine of I'm happy today at nine. At some point in time. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I mean, it might dip depending on what happens. Somebody, you know. But, but I don't really let people interfere with my happiness. I worked too hard to get here. I, I, I did. I, yeah. No, Nine. Can't. Wow. Yeah. I mean, but like, don't get me wrong. I'm human. So if it could dip to like, it, it's not dipping past six. Okay. But it, I'll play within that six to nine <laughs> yeah. space. Now I, I do get pissed off <laughs> at dumb shit. Yeah. You know, that's the only thing that really really pisses me off they can bring you down everything that. else is pretty motivated but like when you do it's like yeah Nyla, let myself do it Nyla, what are you today sometimes. a 10 yeah. oh yeah yeah love that for you yeah true hmm. sorry what are we doing no. <laughs> we got more questions i have a pickup no we could do it after oh Last, we could do like two more. I'm assigned the books too. If, if oh, it. amazing! Yeah. yeah. Hi, sure. It's a small, intimate room. You don't need the mic. Um, thank you. Um, thank you for being here. Um, my name is Candy Gomez. I want to know what is your morning routine or some spiritual practices or tangible tactics that we can use to implement in our daily lives to just keep us. Sustaining that motivation and momentum to move forward. Mm. Well, I have a new morning routine. This is a new morning routine, not my workout. I work out every morning. I get up very early, though, like 5 in the morning. I get up at like 5, yeah, sometimes 4.30. Between 4.30 and 5, I get up. But I work out at 7.30. And then of late, I get in the sauna, as my friend Vivi would say, sauna. (laughs) And then I get in the cold which I just started doing that. I, I wouldn't necessarily say jump right into right. that. That's tough. I did, I did, I was at VV's house. I did 34 degrees, 228 in the sauna and 34 degrees in the cold. It was 
the, what it does. Good Lord, man. Huh? Ouch. No, but I'm saying, yeah, that is, that was, that was crazy. It's not that, at my house, it's not that cold like that, but that was some, um, that was crazy. But, <laughs> but I did it though. And I didn't think I was going to do it, but it just tells you how strong the mind is. And by the third, the third time I did, cause we did this three times, hot, cold, hot. By the third time I was putting my whole face in it at 34 degrees. So that was really, but I felt amazing. So I started, I kept doing it. Um, so I do do that, and then after that is Zoom Nation. After that is just, just, <laughs> not Zoom Nation. Yeah, everything is a damn Zoom for oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. In a you know in a good way, and we have a lot of internal meetings, and you you know you have. I was going to yeah. ask you something about what she said about about that because you talk about discipline a lot in the book too. What is the is there something in your head that because we all tell ourselves things to? What is the story we tell ourselves to get whatever done? What, when you when you're managing that discipline that you have, is there something that you tell yourself? Is there a trick to the discipline? Is there? Well, when I when I used to, so the discipline really comes from dice shooting. <laughs> like, I was looking know, for my son, thing my son to take away. It's not. I wasn't not thinking that. that's what's his but I'm, way. But I'm, I'm gonna get, get to it though. It's like <laughs> so. I used to practice the same shot over and over and over. It's no different than somebody being in their backyard going. Five, four, three, two, one. And he hits the shot. I did that with dice just over and over and over again. If I got on punishment, didn't matter. I would, I would just practice more, whatever. And then it led to obviously, you know, mm -hmm. I did the same thing in sh jump shooting. The discipline also comes within the willingness too, because you have to be willing to be disciplined mm -hmm. or to discipline yourself. And then you, and then you just compound those habits. Yeah. And if you practice doing things the right way, they become routine. Yeah. I love that. I was just thinking the words. Sometimes the words we tell ourselves help us. Like if I'm off track, like you say, off my square. Yeah. Sometimes, or if I if things are not going right, I'll tell myself, uh, you're you maybe you're doing it for yourself too much. Maybe maybe how do you put it out? How do you put that energy outward? How do you serve? How do you so I'll take it out of the ego, take it out of coming inside for me. Like something that I want. I want that. I want that to be mine. I want to conquer that. And then it doesn't happen. Then what do you tell yourself to keep going? The thing sometimes I tell myself to keep going is it's not about you. Get out the way. Because you you know what I mean? Yeah, to mine just is keep just, it. there's no room for complacency. I try not to uh. ever get complacent. Mm -hmm. Ever. That's it, good. Yeah. Good. practices that you implement to kind of set the tone for your day? No, I've been trying to meditate a little bit here and ah. there. I did it a few times. It was actually good. No phone. No nothing. Just... No TV on or nothing, just for like 20 minutes to start the day. I've done that a few times. It was good. Worked out good. okay? It, I mean, you know, it's just hard <laughs> to do all the time. But it was, it was good, good, though. It was good. It yeah. was good. I should right. try. I, I'm going to try more often. It's got to be good. There's nothing that bad that could come out of that. No, I'm just saying, but there's something you, you do, like, you know, it's, yeah. you know it's, it's like a word and you just, yeah, but it was good. Oh, my God. I don't know why I had this thought. Is CJ still here? Can I tell this story about us being at that house the other day and him telling us the thing that you that he gave you? You know what I'm talking about? Can I share that? It would be weird if you said no, right? I'm putting you on the spot. <laughs> I took young CJ here. This is uh, CJ Wallace. Christopher Wallace. Oh, okay. Dope. What's up, CJ? We're in Brooklyn. Home, you know what I mean? We IG forever in Brooklyn. <laughs> 
So we, we were having a conversation with somebody. And he was asking him about what he wanted to do. We were talking to Tracy Morgan because he's acting also. Oh, Tra- uh, okay, CJ, yeah. He's actually a really good actor. Okay, good. And he, but he has a lot of things he wants to do. So Tracy Morgan asked him, so what do you, um, so you want to do? He's like, oh, I got this fashion and art. I'm doing art and I got the acting and I got the, you ran down like 10 things. Tracy, you know, Tracy's crazy in a good way. He was like, you can't do all that shit. You got to do one thing and master that. And then you could go do whatever else you want to do. But what are you going to master? You got to pick the one thing to master it. And I don't know if you needed to hear that. But when he said it to you, I, it resonated for me. I was like, oh, shit, that's actually really good. Cause that was also to- said to me. Was it? Yeah. It might have been. Was it Tracy Morgan who said Mm-mm. it to you? It's Maverick. <laughs> no, it was Maverick said it to me. Okay. It might have been 2006. He was like, bro, you good at every, you you one person I know that's, you good at, every, literally good at everything. Yeah. But you got to pick one thing and you'll be great at that. Because mm-hmm. we was we was doing our new offices in Cleveland or something and we just, you know, we talk all the time. We live together. We talk, even to this day, we talk all the time. But he said that to me. Because, you know, I was coming in and used to hustling, so. You're doing it all. We get all yeah, this. Yeah, I mean, if you, yeah, yeah. why not? Mm-hmm. You know, and so he's like, yeah, but pick, be great at something. If you if you chose one thing, you would be great at it. That's what he said to me. Ooh. Well, he was right. And so I, I took that and, yeah. but, you know, again, you talk about having real friends, you know, and it was. His willingness to say it and my willingness to be open-minded and not so into myself to listen. Mm-hmm. And I, that's the approach I took. Bar. Well, you got greatness. And you were saying before you wanted to uh, impact. Yeah. I feel like the book will impact. I feel the room was impacted today. By the room was great. Yeah. For sure. Great room. Thank you guys so much for your energy, for your time. We appreciate you. You have a Sharpie? Ivy, you going to sign some books? Yeah, I'm just going to sign it right here. I mean, really, guys? You know, Really beyond today, though, I really encourage you to take time. I know we all have busy lives, but don't just have the book on your shelf. Really read it. There's a lot of gems in there. There's a lot of takeaways. Uh, it's a beautiful story. And thank you, Rich, today so much for Thanks, sharing Ange. yours. I appreciate we could, it. You know what? We actually could have done a podcast. Again. <laughs> I think it would have been dope. Now I'm not, now I'm not afraid. We'll talk about it later. Yeah. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in! Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it! Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, 
Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.